I'm Zach. I'm Roy. And this is Advice Hot Dog. Roy. Zach. It's good to see you again. It's good to see you too. It's only been a week this time, not 22 months. It's been less than a week. Yeah, it's true. I saw you on Friday. You're peeking behind can... the curtain. I had a party where we gave away all of our office supplies. Yeah, yeah. And we gave your child a bunch of magnets to get caught in her intestines. <laughs> she loved them. <laughs> good. They're pretty tasty. Uh, we had to take some away from her. Um, we'll just portion them out slowly so, so that, you know, it's like a allowance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A magnet wage. A, a snack. You could enroll her in a magnet school. I don't know what that is, but that's a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. That, that's what they serve for, for lunch there. Okay, good. Rare earth magnets. What is a magnet school? I don't know. Is it like a... Will you study physics? Is it like an ORM school? Is physics under, is like or is magnets school? under physics? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It's like not under else, chemistry? What else would it be under? Well, I it's mean, an element. Yeah, but they're made of... Well, it's not an magnets. element. <laughs> magnesium. <laughs> That's one of... Well, sir, magnesium is an element. Magnets is not is not on the periodic table. Oh, I don't... I, you know, that, that shit is crazy to me. I don't know how it works. Yeah. Uh, boy, you know what happened uh, a couple days ago? I had to get up at 3.30 in the morning uh, so that... The weatherman from a local news station could come to my house and do live weather broadcasts from my arcade That's... every every 15 <laughs> minutes from 4.30 a.m. to 6.45 a.m. I had to do that once, uh, not from my arcade, because I don't have an arcade. Are you, Really? Yeah, for a show that I did at the Mesa Art Center. Wow. Um, I didn't know that we had this in common, right? My, my brother told me that he saw you on the TV. Great. Yeah, he was very impressed. He yeah. said, I really saw Zach on the TV. Yeah, I uh, it was awful. You know, uh, something that something that really bothered me about it was uh, they never told me when the when it was starting to roll. Oh, really? At no point. As uh -huh. soon as that guy started talking, I assumed that that it was live. They both had earpieces in and uh -huh. they were talking to people all day that I couldn't hear. <laughs> How do you think that they should notify you like some sort of like Wi-Fi app where if they go on it, uh, it's on your phone and yeah, it vibrates like a, or a it gives you an electrical charge or that glows. Yeah, some I mean, kind of joy buzzer? they could just say, all right, we're going live in three seconds mm -hmm. or three, two, one or whatever. I don't know, man. Three, also, two, one is fast. A lot of the time tech. I couldn't tell if they were talking to me or if they were talking to the people uh, sitting behind the anchor desk That's because true. I couldn't hear them. Mm -hmm. What I should have done was tuned in to the live stream of the broadcast on my phone would have been like, but there's delay inception. Oh, is there? Yeah. So if you do swears, you won't be able to hear them. What I should have done was just every time he asked me for like a fact about Pac-Man, I, I would have said the object of this game is to navigate this maze and then fuck her right in the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of the object of Pac-Man. Yeah, you're trying to rescue the princess. Uh huh. There's probably a princess behind that kill screen. Maybe. The kill screen is know. actually just a form of censorship when Pac-Man goes to his final reward. <laughs> and we were playing Miss Pac-Man anyway. So, uh, what was the original title of Pac-Man? Pac-Man. Uh, there's Puck. Puck. Puck-Man. 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 I don't know, man. Ask Taco Scott. Man. Ask Scott Pilgrim. I very much felt like that, that moment where he keeps trying to say things and no one cares. Sure. That's what I felt like during these live TV broadcasts mm -hmm. when they kept just saying, hey, tell us something about this game. And I did because I know stuff about video games, but it's not stuff anybody else gives a shit about. Like what? Give me a fact. Tell me about that video oh, like, game. For instance, I talked about uh, how Zybots was designed by the same guy that made Gauntlet 1 and 2. And in fact, Zybots was supposed to be Gauntlet 3, but they rethemed it. Really? Yeah, but nobody cares about that. I didn't know you that. You care because you're a dork. Huh. Hey. Good old Ed Log. I saw him give a talk once. Really? He was a nice guy. It would have been cool to have a Gauntlet 3, like in a, that pers what do you call that perspective? Uh, sort of over the shoulder. Tunnel. Third, third person perspective. Yeah, it was fake 3D. Mm-hmm. It was pretty convincing. Yeah, I thought For it was awesome. For 1989, we didn't know any better. It's true. Our only experience with 3D was that one Jaws movie where you had to put the glasses on. <laughs> And the rest of our lives, you and know, the time just we like thought, walking around. The time we thought that train was actually in the building. I, I don't remember that part. The that was one of the first movies and audiences freaked out because they thought, someone oh, pointed really? this out the okay. other day, they thought a giant black and white train was 
<laughs> about to run over them. I thought uh, Towering Inferno was one of the first um, 3D movies. Silent films? No, this was just oh, a, this okay. was one You're of the first movies, oh, okay. period. Yeah. Right. And it was like Where just the rocket 10 seconds of a moon. train. You know, it was like that kind of... It was before that. They, that they would have been super scary. Story. It was like, huh, here's a lady kicking her sure. leg as sure. though to dance. I would have been terrified. Yeah. It's how I felt the first time I saw an iPad. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's how you felt the first time you saw a lady. Mm-hmm. You yes, were afraid well, that she was going to kick you in the face. And not she do a, did. Not do, a, not do an inviting dance. <laughs> you ever been kicked in the face by a lady? <laughs> I haven't. Not yet. Not even at like a self-defense class practice? Where they, I've never taken they a self-defense class. The, to be the interloper, <laughs> the assailant. <laughs> With the knife yep. and the ski mask. They give you a rubber knife. Uh-huh. And the ski mask kind of helps if you get kicked in the face. You get a little bit of padding. You know, uh, what I would really like is one of the... We went to that gun show one, one, the one time. <laughs> and uh, the thing that I thought was really cool were all the replica, like orange replica guns that you could, you know, latch on the whatever gear it was for your gun. I would like one of those. Okay. <laughs> An orange replica plastic gun. Yeah. I think they're cool. I mean, it makes sense. You like guns. You like things that are orange. And plastic. Stands to reason. Mm-hmm. Listeners, lest you think that I've only been to one gun show, let me disabuse you of that notion. I've been to a shitload of gun shows. <laughs> I just took Roy to one. I can usually convince people to go to one with me, and then they're like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. I would have gone back. Yeah, I know. We should. I, I applied for a job this year where uh, part of the job was to also go to gun shows to sell T-shirts. Huh. What kind of t-shirts? Were they t-shirts that said you can have my gun? They're the type of t-shirts that would be <laughs> sold at a gun show. Not my president. Yeah. Uh, There's get, a lot of the... Get U.S. out of the U.N. <laughs> Pro Arpaio stuff. You, working for the John Birch Society? It, a little bit like that. Yeah. It, it gets to the point where politically at those places, you would not be super supply, surprised to see like a pro KKK... <laughs> T-shirt. There's definitely uh, the edge of all of that stuff. There is definitely like Nazi-ish, you know. I mean, the, so stuff. I remember my dad going and just the the sort of small amount of leftover Nazi memorabilia that my grandpa had from like just from World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sold to just you know guys who. Why do you want that? Mm-hmm. There is a lot of that at the show we went to. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it just, big, big market. That fascination seems a little weird, you know? I mean, it, it's all, it all looks really cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... that's like well, they're not of, making any more. Right, they're not making any more. That's part of why it was so successful, right? Like, it was yeah. really striking and really, like, just the industrial design of Nazi imagery was really good. Sh- sure. Right? It's all, like, yeah. cool and powerful seeming I, and, like... Do you think that's the reason that people are interested in buying it? I mean, I, I think there's the no. rarity... I, right, well, I'm, I'm, the... I'm really trying to be an apologist here because I think maybe they're just fucking racist creeps is why they want it. That is that is my mm. worry. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe some, but I think a lot of people are genuinely interested in history. Maybe that isn't just what they're collecting. I don't know. Like, uh, say people in Britannia after the Romans left. You mean like the setting of the video game series Ultima? <laughs> After the Romans left, like trading, you know, like Roman artifacts, would it be kind of like that? I guess it wouldn't be like that. No, nothing like the Nazis ever existed before. Well, except for the the Khans, sure. they killed a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. They did. They were they were uh, very good horse archers. Yeah. And do you know the official numbers of the people who died under the reign of the Khans? It was millions, right? It was like most of the population of the Earth. It's the lowest estimate is around 40 and the high estimate 40 is people million that seems really low and the high is 80 million so between 40 and 80 million you might as well just say we don't know yeah 40 but people it, is not very many people <laughs> <laughs> one dollar but it, what is actually impressive is those 40 people were all killed with a single arrow yeah fired only once and they weren't standing around each other yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> The guy had one of those magic arrows. It was like Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Uh, mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So how, how have you, you been? If you were trying to make a magic arrow, <laughs> okay, what would you make it out of? Well, magic. Okay, but that's right? that that's goes, a but, given. But Matt, yeah, you can't just make it out of magic on its own. 
Well, it'd be really impressive if it was a material that you wouldn't expect an arrow to be made out of. Like, like it's a magic gummy bear arrow. A cream cheese arrow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, cloud. Okay. It's made out of cloud. That seems okay. Because yeah, then you get smoke. Some, you could get some ancillary lightning effects out of sure. that, maybe, and people wouldn't be surprised. Uh, it's made out of uh, children's tears. Oh. Mm-hmm. How can you tell they're from children? You just know. You just have. You just have to make sure. Yeah. If that arrow around. pierces you, you know. That's and then, in the end, when our hero's heart is pierced by it, he's like, "Ha ha! I tricked you earlier. My girlfriend cried one of her tears into your arrow, making it impure because <laughs> oh, yes. it's no longer just the tears of children." That's yeah. true. Now it has become an arrow of vengeance, and the arrow turns around and darts into your opponent's heart. Wow. Yeah. Have you already thought about this? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. This is book four of my epic fantasy cycle. Uh-huh. What, what's the cycle called? <laughs> um, yes, and? We have some old business to take care of, it looks like. Oh, sure. Um, one is I never made that geocaching acorn, and I'm sorry that I didn't. Oh, I have... So the business is just letting people know. That about I'm your sorry. failure to follow through on a project. Uh, well, I've misplaced it, so I don't really know where it is. Mm. And uh, as soon as I find it, I'll put it in the list of projects that I need to finish. Uh, the other thing is that uh, last week's episode, I talked a little bit about the fire. And I would really like people to be very aware that I feel very strongly about the Yarnell Hill fire and all of the firefighters that died and I don't want to make light of that. You know, on listening to that while I was editing it, we really didn't. I think we sort of caught ourselves and didn't make jokes. Well, we just didn't continue talking about it. But um, that was a fucking mess. Yeah, it's I've never seen anything like it. And I was there the day that happened. And I've also never seen anything like it. I've I mean, I will admit that I mostly care about it because of the way in which the tragedy very explicitly affected my good friend Roy. Uh, and and his mother, who was also dear to me, but also it was just a fucking mess in general. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. was awful. It shouldn't have happened to begin with. What caused it? Do they know? It was a lightning strike, mm. and it was allowed to burn for two days before anyone was sent up there. Oh, so they knew about it, but yeah, rats. Uh, the thing is that it was under BLM land, which is um, federal land, and the Yarnell Fire Department called them and said we would like to put this fire out um can we and they said no we're observing it don't worry about it we'll be fine and then it was too late and they had to bring in hundreds of people and crews to put it out that's all all right back to the jokes cool uh shall we uh i i forget do we do topics yeah we do before or after the cocktail i guess we do it before, before because the cocktail is the preface to helping people exactly first we help ourselves good job with anabriety good job of you zach topics you've written down two topics here no uh it's one one topic pablo picasso died a year after pong came out you know i remember did you know that no, but it doesn't surprise me because Pablo Picasso is very specifically a thing that I remember as a child being a thing that introduced me to the concept of recent history. Oh, really? Right. Because I thought of, you know, Picasso was just a famous artist who was dead. Mm-hmm. Right. But I did not realize that he had died. Did he die in our lifetimes? I don't know when Pong mm-hmm. came out. 70, um, 73. 73. Okay. And... Um, no, 72. He died in 73. Okay. So when we went to Chicago for the first time, I grew up in rural Southern Illinois. And when we went to Chicago for the first time and I learned that Picasso had made that sculpture, that big bird thing in Chicago, I remember thinking, wow, I'm, I thought of Picasso as someone who lived before Chicago existed as mm-hmm. a city. Right. But realizing that was like, oh no. Okay. Uh, was he American? No, he was, no, he was Spanish. He was Spanish. Okay. I don't know. But, but he lived here, right? Like, didn't he live here for I, a while? I think he did. Okay. But, you know, I mean, he was super famous in his lifetime. So I think he did live here for a while. So did Dali, and they were contemporaries of one another. Yeah. he. I think he died in our lifetime. M.C. Escher also died just a couple years before we were born. Really? Yeah. That's nuts. Yep. Because it seems very old. Mm-hmm. Right? And I mean, I guess we're old. That's part of the problem. But also... 
like it seemed old when we were children. Sure. But there are, you know, there are films of Pablo Picasso. There are films of Dali. And that's crazy to me. I don't think of them in the same category as I think of Andy Warhol. I watched a clip of Salvador Dali on a game show where you had to, there was a, a, a panel of, I guess, maybe quasi celebrities who in this case were blindfolded, uh, but they were trying to guess Who's who that artist? Was but okay. it wasn't an art. They were asking a bunch of yes or no questions to try to figure out who the like mystery guest was. I don't mm-hmm. know what the, I mean. That was just the, how the show. It's probably worked. called mystery guest. It probably was called mystery guest. Yeah. What's my mystery guest identity anyway? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, and? But, but he was you know he was like oh okay I guess Salvador Dali was on TV around the same time as like you know Rod Serling. Sure, and Laffin. Laffin was later, wasn't it? It was in the seventies. Right? Wasn't this show or was this show from the 60s? I thought Laughing was, this show was, this show was probably from the 50s. Oh. And because it was black and white, it was, it was like early game shows Uh time. Uh, yeah, maybe. When just guessing who somebody is passed as a game show. Did I tell you about, uh, discovering and very much enjoying the works of the Smothers Brothers? recently no i would recommend to like uh, watching to our listeners show no they're they're albums from the from the 60s like Mm when like i sort of finally understood like oh this is why my dad liked these guys is because like when he was in college and stoned all the time they would listen to these albums and they were funny bob newhart also yeah i have some of his yeah and I have some of Bill Cosby's albums. I have not listened to any of Bill Cosby's they're pretty good but now everything is tainted well yeah yeah. Can you separate art and artist? Uh, you're supposed to, but... Are you? I don't know. I mean, people, people a lot of the time argue that you're not. Well, I don't know. Yeah. You have motivations, right, as an artist, and you have motivations as a person. It's hard to separate the two things. I mean, it is possible to enjoy someone's work who you do not like, but there's usually a line that gets crossed that you're unwilling to follow. A lot of people are talking. So there's a lot of like sort of more aware political stuff going on in video games now. And there's a big contingent of people who are like, leave politics out of video games. But really what they mean is leave like progressive politics that I disagree with out Mm -hmm. of video games. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of people on the other side pointing out everything is every work is political even saying like the status quo is okay because this is just a video game about killing goblins in a dungeon is political. It's just political and not really saying anything. Mm -hmm. I don't Hmm. know how to feel about that because like, I don't feel that my work really reflects anything about what I believe my creative work. It probably does by accident. It comes, but yeah, it comes, but I can definitely sympathize with the people who say like, ah, this work isn't political because the author is not trying to say anything. Mm -hmm. Right. How do you feel about your stuff i mean the so the big installation that you did where there's a bunch of eyes encircling a fountain mm. you did a, you did it you were hired to yeah, do it's public, about the nsa is obviously it, is it <laughs> no is it about anything seriously it like, is, is about it, something but it's about something that i've made up you know it like well okay but then is that about anything this is what this is what yes, i'm saying like, yes it, but it, it's not about something well i guess it can always f- follow back to being political but really the world that we've made up you know i'm not um i'm partially responsible for it i'm i'm you know i'm a team with current so you're talking about the lore of your work the backstory well the world building sure and and it is a world we call it crystal burn so everything that is this about a fire <laughs> There, there is a lot of that that's in there. Um, is there some bullshit Bureau of Land Management analog that just no. ignores the signs and lets everything go to shit? No, no, not at all. Maybe your work is political, Roy. Um, I just looked at it and I was like, oh, eyes. <laughs> the thing about that work is really what it comes down to is it's about being present and just sort of like focusing on the one thing that you're looking at. But it's looking at everything all at once, Roy. There's eyes pointed in every direction. Sure. Well, those things are a combination of things that aren't quite alive and alive. So they're supposed to be sort of bridges. Oh, right. I forgot that artist statements have to have a juxtaposition of one thing and another thing in them. Well, that's what I made them as uh, sort of organic architecture. So they're not, they're like viruses. (laughs) Exactly. 
You know, he died in our lifetime. Yeah. Mm. No, I, yeah, he was born in our lifetime too. It was weird. He <laughs> had that. He had that disease from Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> the one that they made up for Blade Runner. Sure. Um. Hey, did you ever see Jodorowsky's Dune? I didn't. You should. That's awesome. Giger's in it. Okay. Yeah. He has a really weird voice. Yep. Um. I guess you could see my stuff as being political if you want to dig into it. Like, but is it okay I don't for overly make it, things that even are though political. You're a total homophobe. <laughs> I would not say that. <laughs> okay. It, is that fountain work maybe about it being a pain in the ass, so you had to build it upside down? <laughs> the, definitely. <laughs> I, you know, as I was thinking it was about hard to hang. As I was thinking about all of the screws that I had to take out of that shelf from mm-hmm. last episode. How many? 149 for okay. Flathead, 145 Phillips. Okay. Uh, there were some shelves that we just had to abandon left on the wall because we could not get them down. You used some kind of 10,000-year lag bolt. No. <laughs> <laughs> I used butterfly uh, anchors. Those should have just come out. Why would a butterfly need a boat? It can fly. <laughs> Wrong tool for the uh, job yeah. every time. I thought about, oh, this is why there are so many wires holding up that sculpture above that fountain. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? You spent the entire budget on wires. No, that's more a safety thing, because if that comes down, I'm responsible for it. Oh, man. You know, if one of those wires snaps and hurts someone, I, I'm liable. I did question your decision to have the entire bottom of the sculpture be a series of interlocked guillotine blades. Uh-huh. Well, you're not supposed to get into the fountain and touch them. Well, but right? it, it's like there's a theft, like a three like foot a safe distance theft deterrent for people who would go into the fountain and get all the quarters out. Exactly. Of it to buy cigarettes. Too. Yeah. Yeah. You've got the you've got the the property owners had specific needs that, that I had to fulfill. It was part of my contract. What are you going to do with all those wires when this thing comes down? <laughs> I'm going to use them to uh, hang other things like a thousand other things or yeah. one very large thing. Well, if I make one very large thing, like like a boat, like some sort of boat, okay, I will hang like a that. boat for butterflies that has to be suspended in midair, exactly, in order for it to make any sense. Uh, you know what I'll do is really a flying boat is like a car for butterflies. Hmm. Because cars let us do things that we already can do. We can't swim. Well, we can't roll miles. around. Yeah, you can. No, you can't. You just get yourself into a little ball. Have somebody kick you. Like being inside. That's how people used to travel. That's <laughs> how the that's like how the, the hamster ball. Yeah, that's how the pilgrims made it to the Northwest Passage. Have you ever had a desire to be in one of those uh, Zumba balls or Zune balls or Zamba? Like Zombo? the like so. the balls that Flaming Lips guy gets into. I guess so. Uh, no, I first I, saw Peter Gabriel do that when I was a, when I was a kid. We would play this game where we would get inside a tire and then someone would yeah i've would done that roll it and that was i mean i enjoyed that as a kid but that was when getting dizzy was fun rather than a thing that <laughs> would make it so i just had to go to bed no matter what time it was <laughs> <laughs> that's an amazing <laughs> amazing way to put you out yeah yeah just it's, spin him around my a bunch. one weakness he goes yeah, to like, bed. yeah it's like oh he's in his office chair get him Whenever, whenever everybody else wants the day off, I think it would feel differently because they're bigger. You think? Yeah. I mean, if you could get it like a like B wing fighter cockpit style, where you are always okay. So oh, the yeah, inside yeah, of the yeah. ball, you fill with like grease, and then you're on a toboggan, so uh-huh. you're always in the bottom, and so you're just you know like sure you can go downhill real fast. I bet that could be done, except that it would be solid, so you wouldn't be able to see anything. Uh, right? You could get clear grease. Okay. You, you, oh, you were like chicken the grease fat. would be solid. <laughs> yeah, just bacon grease. I'm saying that you'd the, have to heat it the, up. The chamber would be solid. I guess it could be a thick plexiglass, right? Or, How come nobody ever uh, uses clear aluminum? That property of uh, of bacon grease that it's clear when it's hot, but it's opaque when it's cold. Like you like make, for windows. Yeah, or you something? can make all of your windows, uh-huh. out of, or you could have sunglasses that had a layer of bacon grease in them and a and a circuit that would heat them up. You know, I don't know. I save bacon grease, and uh, I have a lot of it. 
So I, 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 we could try it out. Let's get some goggles. We can sell them to we can sell them to a steampunk enthusiast at one of the nerd cons. Here in- How would you heat them up? You'd have to have like an open flame. No, well, no, you'd near have a them. Ga- you'd have a gas jet. Mm-hmm. You can okay. turn off and on. They like that, don't they? Like a valve. As long as it's controlled with a valve, they'll like it. Well, you could heat up uh, some sort of element and then blow air that's hot, like a hairdryer. But, also you know, it's your, like a steam thing. Also keep your eyes warm. Yeah, that's true. It's a good winter goggle. Mm-hmm. All right. Roy. Yeah. We got a lot of questions from a lot of people who need mm-hmm. a lot of help. I think we should yes, get to it. Do. We should get to helping them. But first, let's have a cocktail. All right. This week's cocktail comes to us uh, via a gift from uh, long and uh, many time KOL con attendees Disco Doris and Pokey, who are cool people from England. And uh, uh, Doris brought me a bottle of Pim's number one cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a sort of a liqueur that you look at the Wikipedia article and it doesn't even really know what this stuff is. It's like gin that's infused with some fruity herbs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a uh, fairly low alcohol content. And this cocktail, the Pim's cup is uh one part that to two parts lemonade. We use some, uh, some delightful San Pellegrino sparkling lemonade. Uh, and then with some uh, muddled uh, lemon and cucumber in it. It's very refreshing. It is. Yeah. It's uh it's like a Michelada, or Radler mm-hmm. in, in, in composition. I think it's probably slightly more alcoholic than those things. I think it's a lot more alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah, because those have beer. Well, yeah, but they're half beer. Right? And this mm-hmm. is like a third. This is a third a thing that is four times as yeah. strong as beer. I think so it's this stronger. is slightly stronger. There's also the other thing that like this I is said, very Roy. refreshing and um, sweet. So you could drink a lot of it very quickly and, you know, get very messed up. It Pims by itself has a lot of the character of a thing that is bitter, like a like bitters. Yeah. Or like, or like a, like just an herbal liqueur, right? Like one of those liqueurs mm-hmm. that's not really meant to be sweet, but the sweetness really cuts it. it it's like a sweet version of a thing that is, Mostly Medicinal. characterized by its bitterness. Mm-hmm. It's good. Crane's dad has um, like a liqueur that he really likes from Jamaica that he gets every once in a while. What is it called? Uh, I don't remember. I'll find out. Uh, you know what else is in this glass is some perfectly clear ice. Oh, yeah. Kevin has finally nailed down a method for making perfectly clear ice cubes. Is this for something he was working cocktails. on? It was a thing that we had tried a bunch of different things. And then I think he, he I gave up. He looked he, at an instructable. Yeah, maybe. The, but the thing is, there's a lot of things on the Internet about how to make perfectly clear ice. And then you do it and it just doesn't work. Oh, okay. Um, but what he has done, I don't think he'll mind me revealing this secret. We ended up uh, in clearing out our old office. We ended up with a chest deep freeze um, and nothing to do with it. So we just decided to bring it back here and try this. So you get a big freezer. You get a small like a picnic cooler, like a like a like a playmate little buddy mm-hmm. or, or so. You leave the top of that open. You get an ice tray, poke holes in the bottoms of each of the sections of the ice tray suspend that like an inch above the bottom of the interior cooler fill the whole thing with water and then put the whole thing in the freezer so the insulation of the cooler causes it to only freeze from the top and instead of bubbles forming as there are like shifts and and uh that sort of like torsion fractures in ice that are what caused the cloudiness all of that all of the air bubbles and all of the the sort of shifting stuff gets pushed out the bottom of the ice tray. So it just freezes from the top and it just freezes perfectly clear. And it's how, great. How do you think that happens in nature when clear ice exists? It usually only exists for a little while, right? Like mm-hmm. only the top part is clear. Like mm-hmm. parts of an ice cube are clear. Yeah, and a lot of true. the ways that like restaurants get clear ice is they just make a shitload of ice and then they saw off the clear part. Really? Yeah, that's like when we have talked to restaurants, like, how do you do this? How do you get this ice? The ones that make it themselves do it that way. They saw it? Yeah, they just have, you know, like an ice, like an ice sculptor would do. They use a chainsaw. (laughs) They have to juggle the chainsaw to do it. It's What a terrible job. Yeah. Huh. I didn't realize that that was an important element for restaurants to have clear ice. It's just a fancy thing Mm -hmm. for a cocktail. Mm -hmm. You know, it really... It makes a, it makes a difference in your perception of it, at least. Mm-hmm. You notice it, right? uh, yeah, because it's cool. 
Yeah. You know, like I, I will often finish my drink and then I will take the ice out and play with it and make a big mess on the table and then the waitress will scold me. Uh-huh. But it's only cool until everyone starts doing that, right? So then having cloudy ice will, won't exist anymore and then it'll be like unfiltered ice. Oh, right. Yeah. Like uh, like artisanal, yeah. like exactly. bathtub ice. Uh-huh. Is weird. Jail we, ice. Yeah, it sucks. We take a shower in the freezer. <laughs> we make ice in the bathtub. Uh-huh. We wear socks on our hands, gloves on our feet. That's all locally sourced. Yeah, it is. Right here from this right here from this hobo freezer. Yeah, it's probably probably what's gonna happen. All right, Zach. Anonymous writes. I've gotten years behind on my taxes. I want to get right, but I'm self employed and very poor. Where do I start? Okay, the real answer to this Ooh. is you call them. Mm-hmm. Just communicate with them and it'll be f- like they will work out something. Like mm-hmm. if you can't afford to pay your taxes, they're not going to like put you in jail. They will defer them as long as you don't act like you're hiding from them. Right. Just be communicative and everything will be fine. Just don't call them right now. It's like your student loans, you know, like as long as you talk to them, you can defer them indefinitely. You can just say, oh, I don't really feel like paying these and then they won't make you. <laughs> I don't think that's a reason that no, that it is. Up. I don't feel like paying these. They will say. You know, that's not a good enough reason, uh-huh. but let's say it would cause you undue hardship. Oh, yeah, I hate mild discomfort. It's yeah, That's a real mm-hmm. hardship for me. Can I also get a me- medical marijuana card? Yeah, that's what you do. See, the other thing that you could do to deal with this tax burden is go the Willie Nelson route. Which is? Uh, just get stoned and keep not paying your taxes. Uh-huh. Until, until they find you. Do a series of benefit concerts uh, to raise money to pay your back taxes. Hmm. I once didn't pay my taxes uh, for about a year and a half or something like that. Like I didn't file. And then I did the next year and just paid like a $30 fine. Of course, I was making very little at the time. It's a, you know, which, when you, which is like what I'm making right now. When you fuck up your taxes, it takes a long time for them to catch up with you because that bureaucracy is immense and complicated mm-hmm. and takes a long there time enough people. to get around to anything. Um, but it's not. I mean, you're not going to go to jail, you know, it's not like they're not, they will eventually start garnishing your wages. But if you talk to them first, that's a last resort. They don't want to do that. Mm. They don't want to do the extra paperwork to do that. Like my advice is don't make any wages. Yeah, Don't ever make any wages to begin with. Just stay in college until you die. Mm -hmm. Then you never have to pay your student loans back. Exactly. Unless you have to pay your student loans back in Valhalla. Mm. Oh, that's true. That would really suck. You'd have to take breaks. From feasting on stags' hearts or whatever. Uh, what do you have to hold in your hand in order to enter, like, tax Valhalla? <laughs> like a slide a rule? A protractor. Just, oh, yeah, yeah. No, you really didn't know what you were doing. Um, we're going we're gonna to forgive some of the debt right away because uh, it's going to be an uphill battle with you. Huh. Uh, Brandon says, I want to move to the cool city with my girlfriend, but it's going to cost a lot more. The idea of having a roommate other than my girlfriend for the first time in years sounds awful, but so does the idea of living in a shithole in Stabsville. Any suggestions? Get another girlfriend, then it'll be awesome. Yeah, (laughs) it's like double cool. It's like a roommate who's also an extra girlfriend. Yeah. How do you feel about roommates? Have you Um, had a roommate since me? Hmm... No, not really. I mean, we, we've had, uh, friends who have stayed a few times. You know, I feel like you were, you were a great roommate because, um, I feel like we worked really well as roommates because neither of us ever had to clean, but everything was always clean for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. That's excellent how that happened. Um, yeah, I, I think it's doable. It's, it's weird for a little while, but you know, like it, it works out and it's not permanent either. You're not going to live with a roommate forever. You're probably not going to live with the same girlfriend forever. Well, you're so, probably you know, not going like, to live forever. Step one. Either, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you know. Oh, man. What if you signed a lease that was so restrictive that you also ended up having to share a tomb with everyone else <laughs> that was on the lease? Wow. And to get like a three bedroom mausoleum. Well, then you're you don't care. Uh, don't you who knows no i don't care maybe you're still conscious and you're just laying there like ah oh, this fucking sucks oh this and place you can hear everyone all the time because joe's, no one's cleaning joe's corpse never does the dishes the bone dishes <laughs> he never washes any of these urns or funerary <laughs> vases it's also i'm assuming this is like a video game crypt uh-huh <laughs> there's probably a lot of spider webs 
Mm-hmm. There's probably no spider webs well, in a chalices, crypt, right? right? Spider web wouldn't get in there. Yeah, like a goblet filled with jewels. Go- a goblet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's probably some sort of sword. Okay, yeah. Right? Yeah, maybe an altar with like a bowl of blood on it. Uh-huh, a chain mail. Oh, that's the some dish. Sort. There's the blood, but it's the sacrificial blood bowl that he never, <laughs> that he never washes. Yeah, no, you're right. Don't get a roommate, man. Just, uh-huh. uh, Just die by yourself. Maybe... Maybe you could trade off with your girlfriend half the time you could use her as a house and half the time she could use you as a house. So then you wouldn't have to pay rent. You just have to get jobs that work different shifts like sailors on a submarine. Uh, sure. Like third shift miners, right? That use the same bed. Yeah. And one guy has to roll the honey wagon around, which is like a mine cart, but a toilet. Uh-huh. We learned about that when we toured a fake mine at a fake uh, ghost town. What? The, did you know? Did you know <clears throat> that there is a Wild West mining town theme park like eight miles from my house? No. What's it called? <laughs> it's called Goldfield. Really? Yeah. Also, I was just revealed to that doesn't make that sense. Like about eight miles. Aren't from mines Goldfield. in the ground? Yeah. So this is fairly close to the site of the original boomtown that was up there, but it's just a reconstruction that some people made. They, they bought some land and just built. There's like like a, Hobbitsville. There's a saloon where you can go and get like a steak that you eat with a plastic fork. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's they have you know they have Blue Moon on tap, so it's okay. Sure. They, um, there was a book signing the day that we went. Uh, a book that was. I don't precisely understand who this guy was, but it seems like maybe he was John Wayne's body double. Oh, okay. Um, he's a guy that looked I a bet lot he like has some a guy stories. that looked a lot like John Wayne. Well, he was leaving when we showed up at the plastic steak restaurant, so we oh. didn't we didn't get to see it. Why a plastic? I'm exaggerating a okay. little bit, but okay. it. it it, you know, it was like a like eating meat with a like plastic a, knife is the worst thing. Like a cafeteria. Yeah, it's just undignified. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to eat this with my hands. Like, seriously, this is better. Do you get to um like can't like get buy coins that you can pay for stuff with coins? Like when you go to the bar, and you you're like, give a, me this many nugget. fingers of, of whiskey and then you slap a coin on the you know, it's like a penny or something. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, one cent whiskey. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> it's good. It's I, a duchy. I, I, never... I don't know what. <laughs> That's what that's what that song was about. Can I borrow a penny Uh on the left hand side? (laughs) Yep. Oh, oh, you mean a coin minted from gold from the lost Dutchman's mine? Exactly. Yeah, that's what a duchy is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm, mm, I like it. Um. But yeah, they have like a fake mine that they built out, and the guy will take you through it and just like we learned a lot about mining. Mm-hmm. And one of the and, things is that someone has to push around the bucket. Yeah, there's a honey wag. There's just a mine, one mine cart that just has a couple toilet seats on the top of it. It's like uh-huh. a big rusty metal toilet. Okay. Yeah. Well, it probably wasn't rusty at the time, right? Oh, I don't know. Like if that, to, if that that's someone's clean, job, they're every like toilet take is pride in their in work. Experience. It's <laughs> every rusty toilet is rusty. <laughs> yeah. It's tautology, Roy. Come uh-huh. on. Uh, working hard in Washington says, Dear Zach and Roy, I work 60 hours a week, five days a week, driving forklifts around all day. This affords me the ability to listen to podcasts and the like, but I'm quickly running out of new content. My question to you guys is, how do I convince my favorite podcasters to record 60 hours of content a week for me and others like me to enjoy? I well, don't know. You Write could make them sure, letters or something. You know, you could make sure that your favorite podcasters are Cole Ross and Gary Butterfield of the Duckfeed TV network. They already record 60 hours worth of podcasts a week. Really? No, no, but it seems like it. Okay. Those guys are the hardest working fellas in podcasting. Wow. I, I don't even know about these duck fellows. And fans of the show, or at least Cole is. Hi, Cole. Okay. You should check it out. If you like video games, you should check out the Duckfeed network of podcasts because they are smart guys who talk about video games and they are cool. Um... Man, everybody podcasts. There's so many podcasts. You're never going to run out of podcasts. Here's what you do. There's a lot of them, yeah. We'll start a Patreon for the Hot Dog Network. You, with your 60-hour-a-week forklift driving job, you probably get union scale. You're probably making, what, nine nine $950 an hour? You can afford <laughs> to back our Patreon at, like, say, what do you think it would take for us to just do nothing but record 60 hours of podcasts a week? Really? 25 grand a month. Yeah, I'll take think, that. Do you think we could? That's more than I made last year. Do you think? Well, sure, it, but all we would be doing would be recording sure. a podcast. Like, 
60 hours. Yeah. That's a lot. We'd have but... to work six tens just recording. Po- we would have to work 10 hours a day and only one day off a week uh-huh. just recording podcasts. I don't know. I don't know if I would even do that for 25 grand a month. That is. A, I so mean, what are you going to do with it? Is it never... forever? Well, nothing is forever. Right? Oh, yeah. We've that's right. We get to die. Like, yeah, eventually. Well, it depends on the contract. They might do one of those one of those uh, Patreons that's uh, that also <laughs> they put a microphone in the Patronesi on. Uh-huh. Uh, 60 hours is a lot, but you know, what we would do is we would just get, get in more people. We would just, well, we would just record our lives, right? No, you can't get in more people. That $25,000 a month doesn't go forever. Wait, are you assuming that we're one of his favorite podcasts? Because I am not assuming that. Oh, you don't think so? No. Why did he ask us? Because we, we give advice. (laughs) What are some good podcasts Uh to listen to? I do have suggestions for good podcasts though. Oh yeah? Yeah. Give them because maybe this guy would you would like some more podcasts. Oh to sure. To. Well, uh, there's one that you had suggested, which uh, was in the periphery for me, and then I listened to it, and I was like, "Yeah, right on. This is really great." And that's ninety nine percent invisible, and it turns but that out is like fifteen minutes a week. Sure, that is, but n- that is not going to get this guy through a hard shift of lift forking. Well, right now it will. Oh, right. Because, because he gets to listen to yeah. all of them. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's got a big And that's log. what I did. And it was great. And then I started to listen to them again. What were you doing 60 hours a week while you listened to all of 99% invisible? I was making all those eyes for that fountain. Oh, good. Uh, I would also say the memory palace, which is related to 99% invisible. And I have started to listen to another related um, show that is called... Uh, Radio Ambulante. Oh, right. And you are able to listen to that one because you speak Espanol. Yes. Although they also make an English version, which is excellent. And it's called Radio, like Radio Ambulante, uh, unscripted. And you can just sign up to that one. Wait, so the English version is called unscripted? Yeah. That doesn't make uh, any sense. It's, I think it started because they did a live show. In fact, and the English one is the only one that is scripted. Is script. If they did Radio Ambulante live, then the transcript would be the script for the English version. Roy? I, I don't know what to tell you. I haven't gotten to that episode yet. Okay. Where they, uh, all the where they explain st- how they're wrong about everything. <laughs> all the other shows on Radiotopia, uh, which is what 99% is under, are also really good, what I've listened to. I have found myself, while I am in Arizona and I spend more time... I spend a little less time working and more time just puttering around. Or maybe it is because I get here and I have to take care of all of the adult responsibilities that I ignore when I'm in my San Francisco fairyland. Mm-hmm. Because that sounded bad. I meant it as a <laughs> fantasy land. Yeah. I mean, I meant it like a, you know, like the, like the mythical creature. Yeah. Uh, who, doesn't no, I a, who doesn't give a fuck about anything. Anyway, I spend a lot more time listening to podcasts here and I run out. When I'm there, they pile up. Oh. When I'm here, I run out. I have to, I find myself when I'm facing like a 12 hour drive, which I do a lot now that mm-hmm. I'm going back and forth a lot. I, uh, I, I have to not listen to podcasts because I need to save them for the drive. Oh, sucks. do you listen to escape pod? Uh, oh, is that that science fiction story thing? Yeah. It's, it's worth I have listening to. Listen to a couple. No, maybe, maybe now I'll have a, there's blog. one that I really liked that I wanted you to listen to, which was like a world of Warcraft story, but it wasn't a world of warcraft story it was really a story about people it was a story about uh real life turning into a game like world of warcraft it was really funny i'll find out and i'll send it to you okay the town's guy's girlfriend says hey guys so i meditated for the first time the other day and during visualization i saw some seriously freaky stuff i'm not sure how into meditation techniques you dudes are but how common is freaky stuff and how do i make it go away p.s welcome back i've missed you guys well thank you uh, you just have to focus. Yeah, clear your mind. That's mm-hmm. what I've heard you're supposed to do during meditation. Yeah, but you Stop are supposed jerking to jerking off. <laughs> is what the guy told me. <laughs> Don't the fall one time asleep. I was in a meditation class. Hey, wake up. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's I think that's part of the routine, right? Is to confront visualize the things that aren't your freaky, freaky demons, mm-hmm. or maybe give in to the freaky demons. So let's say you're seeing like a freaky monster when you meditate. Just imagine, like, meditate on a freaky sword and then just fucking swing it and cut oh. that monster's head right off. 
I would say, imagine that freaky monster naked. Okay, wearing black socks. Uh-huh. And then you won't be scared of it anymore. Exactly. Maybe that's the kind of freaky stuff he's seeing, though. What if he is like, oh, a naked lady? And that's what mm-hmm. he thinks is, that's what he thinks of as freaky. Takes all kinds. You don't know what's freaky. Oh, I thought you were saying what the monster is thinking of. Oh, oh, when like the monster when sees you. When you're imagining a monster yeah. naked, imagine what he's having to do to make you tolerable. Yeah, exactly. Like he's they're, they're just you. as afraid of you as, as you are of them. He's imagining you naked, except your dick is like a crab claw. <laughs> Because that's what monsters need. I once had a terrifying dream, which uh, was kind of like that. Oh, where, where the dune sandworm? Yeah. You had a dune was, sandworm was Jean-Luc for a Picard's penis. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's great. In the forest. I am almost sure that we've talked about this dream uh, on, on, on the, the podcast before. Oh, okay. I am absolutely it's certain worth that repeating. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um. Yeah, Make every time so. I see a dune sandworm, I think about that now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a real problem. What do you think of when you see the Beetlejuice sandworms? Um, Because I had a dream about those, too. Yeah, did you? <laughs> um, those, I think of like uh, Walmart, uh, because they of remind Walmart? me. Yeah, because I used to, when we would go to Walmart, and this doesn't really make any sense, because I don't think that... Maybe they have this. Like, I always really liked the walls of aquariums at Walmart and Kmart when I was a kid. Like the printed walls? No, or... like the, they would just have, they sold fish. And this doesn't make any sense because it doesn't seem like oh, a thing sure, that Walmart sure. would do, but mm-hmm. I, like, they no, definitely did that. when I was a kid. So, mm-hmm. you, and that was the only place that you, like, the only place that you could go in a small town and just look at a bunch of really weird animals. Like, I mean, I guess you could meditate and see arbitrarily freaky animals, depending on the caliber of your imagination. Sure, but it would help you visualize them if you went to the Walmart first. But that Beetlejuice worm just always reminds me of like, eh, it just looks like a fish. Like, I like, it didn't look like a worm. It looked like an eel. Hmm. With another eel inside of it? Did it have another eel inside yeah. of it? Oh, I don't, I don't remember that. It was like multi-layered. I... <laughs> I have a complicated relationship with Beetlejuice. I feel really? like I saw it a lot of times when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but I didn't really like it. And really? I don't really remember what it's about. Oh, it's about this couple that dies. I mean, they die and then they, yeah, but then this beautiful home and they want to scare the people who have moved in. No, I, I mean, I guess that's not what I, that's not what I meant. I, I sort of remember the plot, but what I don't remember is this sort of, setting which is the stuff that i care more about new england in a thing no the the afterlife setting like it just seemed you don't see a lot of it yeah like what you see of the afterlife is the social worker offices where they end up right and there's that football player Mm -hmm. there's all the football players like Like, coach yeah i don't think we we survived that crash Yeah. yeah like i remember feeling fundamentally like that movie was dissatisfying because the only part that i cared about like i did not care about gina davis and alec baldwin and their stupid house like whatever you Hmm. had this house you had this house for like a week before you died like it's not that important to you i thought they lived in it a long time like they were from the town really i thought they had just i thought i remembered it as they had just bought the house and then they died and that because they no, they were they had been living there a while oh well fine i guess he did build that entire model Mm -hmm. it's like you can't do that in a week you could probably do it in a week if that's all you did like 60 hours somebody was paying you twenty five thousand dollars a month to just build a model of it you'd be very motivated to get that done i really feel like the story of that movie is that they had just moved there because they were like the weird outsiders that nobody liked they were like the city people who had just moved there and bought this house Anyway, it's yeah, well, yeah, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe you are right about that. But, but the only part of the movie that I cared about was like the sort of framing of the fantastical world that it took place in, which I know is just the wrong way to approach works. But mm-hmm. it's like I care so much more about setting and atmosphere than I do about story really in anything. And mm. for whatever reason, Beetlejuice was just like. Like the setting wasn't enough. For it was you. tremendously dissatisfying, right? It it just mm-hmm. it hinted at the, being the kind of movie that I would really like, uh-huh. but didn't deliver on it really because it was focusing on the things that are important to normal people. Then you must have liked the cartoon more. I never saw it. 
Oh, it, I feel like that was a little too old for that. By the time, by the time it was around, well, so was I. But I watched the cartoon. It didn't, didn't stop you. Yeah, well. Uh, then did you like Sleepy Hollow? Because that is very atmospheric in the setting and. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean, it looked cool, but no, I did not. I did not think that it was good because I had a terrible story. Yeah, did it? Yeah, is that did. why I didn't like it? That's probably why I didn't like it. It was a terrible story. I must appreciate story on a level that I'm not really conscious of. Uh-huh. But or Planet of the Apes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, do, do you remember uh, Mirror Mask? Did you see Mirror Mask? I did. I saw it with you. Okay, I really enjoyed that, or at the very least, I thought of it as a thing. Like, I don't think that that was a very good movie, but it is a movie that I would have absolutely loved when I was a kid hmm. because, like, Labyrinth or like the Neverending Story, like. It's like, okay, I mean, this is just, like, the story itself is, like, what most people care about here, but I'm just interested in, like, oh, we went to a variety of different settings. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is like a video game. We had the rock level, and then we had the ice level, and then we had the level where those fucking assholes pull their heads off and throw them to each other while singing sure. a terrible song. Um, I don't remember liking the never-ending story that much as a kid. Yeah? Yeah, it is very interesting looking, but... um. Not not so much story wise. Um, you like the Dark Crystal a great deal though. Which I do. I need but, to watch but that, that has again both. as an adult. Yeah, like as a story, it has a satisfying beginning, middle, and end for a story. It's circular, and then atmospheric wise, it's you know pretty fantastic. I should watch that again. Yeah, everyone should watch that again. Do you know if the Dark Crystal is on Netflix? Yes, it is. <clears throat> Maybe I'll watch it tonight. Maybe you should. Mike says, Dear Zach and Roy, welcome back. Did you watch the Saturday Night Live 40th anniversary thing? What did you think? I watched it. I thought it was pretty good, actually. Uh, I just heard about it. I didn't watch it. It was a... So my mom watched it, said it was really good, said you should watch it. I did, and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. So it was like a thing that both my mom and I liked, which is rare, I think, for... Did you then call her back and then watch it together while on the phone? No. Oh. No. No, that'd be a that's a weird level of intimacy to have with your mom, I think. It's just the telephone. It'd be like you're watching a thing on TV and then you have the telephone on and then she's has the telephone on. Yeah, that's weird. It would be weird to do that with your mom. What if it's FaceTime? That's even weirder. Like do you take it to the bathroom? No, you excuse yourself and say I'm going to the bathroom. No, yeah, no. Okay. I, I I have a strict my phone always goes with me to, with me to the bathroom oh, policy. Sure. <laughs> um yeah, you know, it I I can't really comment because I sure. don't watch it. it. Saturday Night Live is weird because it's a thing that like just has always existed, but looking back I realized that when I was very very young, my mom was excited about Saturday Night Live and sure, liked it, it and new. it was a brand new thing right. and and that's like and that was another thing like you know learning that Picasso was alive right. recently. Have you it ever was, watched the first one? The first Saturday Night Live? Uh-huh. I don't think so. George Carlin is the host. Okay. And um, the first season of SNL had Jim Henson's puppets, Muppets, huh. like they were segments in the show that were scripted and done, and then there was like the host. Which was Carlin, and I don't remember him being in any of the skits. It was just like uh, interstitials of him doing his comedy before an audience. Uh huh. It's interesting. It's weird. A lot of the people who used to be on Saturday Night Live are now very, very old. Sure, and they were on the show, right? Yeah, a lot of them still look pretty good. Okay, you know, it's interesting. But a being bunch alive of them... long enough to watch celebrities age, because huh. you start to like. Because I always sort of wondered, like. You know, what am I going to look like when I'm an old man? Hope I mean, hopefully I get to be an old man. Hopefully you do too. Hopefully hmm. we all get to be old men, even the women. <laughs> uh-huh. You never know. You can do anything you want in today's society. Yeah, you, you really can. But actually seeing people, knowing what they look like when they're young, and then seeing how they turn out. To, because like I feel like, especially before the internet, you could not say, like, show me a picture of Orson Welles from every year of his life, which is the thing sure, that you could very have to readily do a lot of find research. now. And I mean, all of those images existed before, but it would have been, you didn't, You'd you have to go to the library, right? get a library card, look through the car- card catalog or microfiche. 
Yeah, you'd have to just do that. You ever research a paper using microfiche? Right. The, my, the subject of my research paper is one picture of Orson Welles per year for his entire life. Yeah, it's and like, people would have been impressed with that because it no, took would have been you a lot of work. Twelve yeah. hours to do. Tw- you think twelve hours? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could probably put that together in twelve hours, even with just a. Oh, you think it'd be more? Just a nineteen nineties library at your disposal? Yeah, uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, you might be able to just go get a auto, like a biography of Orson Welles, and just well, if the author those, was was doing the work, but sometimes they out. phone that that in, you know. They just use the same picture of Orson Welles every day, like that one Tumblr. And they just uh, progressively draw more lines and stuff with a, with a marker. <laughs> eventually, they put glasses on him from from then on, and then after yeah, a while, they turn out into the bi- teeth they turn into bifocals. Like <laughs> he starts losing more and more teeth, growing weirder mustaches. Exactly as he gets older. And at first, you can't tell, but his fingernails are growing into the picture. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, at first you think it's like four weird dicks. <laughs> You're like what? Are, where are they going with this? Oh, there is fingernails. Age. Yeah, and then, and then it starts just being pictures of Orson Welles' skeleton, but the fingernails keep growing. They do. So does the hair. Neither of those things are actually true. No, but it looks like they're true. It looks like they're true. Scatterhead Jill writes, Hi, Zach and Roy. I'm not going to self-diagnose with ADHD, but I've been having a lot of trouble sitting and focusing on one project for any extended period of time. Reading or writing for work or for pleasure, my mind keeps wandering after a few minutes. As a couple of productive dudes, how do you two focus on what you need to get done? Meditation and visualization. Yeah. You just turn whatever project you're working on into some weird monster with a freaky Mm -hmm. dick. And then you just like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to deal with this until this monster is satisfied. Uh, a lot of my motivation is uh, realizing that I'm paying for daycare and I can't waste any of those hours. Hmm. Mine is often just like remembering that I'm going to die and then feeling like I need to get some shit done. But in the short term, I find I find it very helpful to have, and I have three of these now, albums that are about 45 minutes long and just instrumental that I will just say, all right, I'm going to start this. Mm-hmm. And just work on it. While <clears throat> and I'm, that going to, album and I'm is not on. going to. I am not going to like look at Metafilter. I'm not going to go to Reddit. I'm not going to even like. I mean, I will get up and go to the bathroom, but I will pause the pause the album if I need to do that. But I'm not going to get up and get another drink. Like I will just like either make a cup of tea or pour myself a glass of water, start it, and just work on a thing for 45 minutes until the That's album interesting. is done. And I almost always continue working after. on it after the thing is done. I'm not, like because once you've done it, like once you get past that initial hump of distraction but you can't do it like i can usually only do that like once a day it's really hard to do multiple sprints oh okay like that but i do find that when i'm doing that regularly i just get a lot more stuff done because you just get used to actually focusing on Mm -hmm. the thing leaving my phone somewhere else uh helps me a lot which i also don't do um i need to do it more if you're listening to stuff but i can just listen to the radio yeah, okay. You know, and that allows me to focus on how much time I have for something because I can keep track of time through the radio. Because they keep telling you what time it is. Yes. Because that's mostly they what the radio tell is you when it's 4:20. They know nobody carries a clock. They really always do say when it's 4:20. They do, and they claim that it has nothing to do with anything, but, but they don't always, they say always when it's, announce They don't when always it's say when it's 5:20. No. That's great. That's I j- that just makes me love that's KJZ, that, right? That's like just, a, yeah, that's what I've noticed on the jazz station. On the jazz cigarette station. Yeah. You know, it. there's really no answer except just do it. Like, I know you don't want to, but you just have to. If you want to get anything done, you just have to stop fucking around and do it. Like, mm-hmm. there's not really, there's not like a trick, right? Like, you just have to do it. And it's hard, but you can do it. Like, mm-hmm. You can do something that you're really interested in for 45 minutes without yeah, getting and up forget. and fucking around. You just, you just lose yourself in it. Like you, so you're capable of it. You are capable of doing the same thing for 45 minutes because I'll bet you play a video game for 45 minutes all the sure. time and forget. So like I listened to, um, a motivational speech by this guy named Johnny Cupcake or that's what he goes by. He's like a t-shirt designer and, uh, he attributed a lot of his success to, cutting out a bunch of things or it sounded like he also didn't do a bunch of things to begin with but he doesn't really watch tv he doesn't drink or do any sort of uh drugs of any sort this guy sounds like a real dud roy 
he's really into practical jokes and pranks and stuff like that. So I think that's where his energy goes. But uh, he just spends a bunch of time working and thinking about stuff, doing his thing. So you just cut out, you know, all the all the fun things. Okay. Yeah. Just do that. Just pretend it's always Lent. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that hard. Sure. You knew there was an end in sight. I did. Should I do a year? No. Jesus, no. It sounded like a challenge. Mm -mm. Nope. Okay. Roy, I think we've helped a lot of people today. If somebody else wanted help, how would they go about getting a hold of us? I think they should first go to our website, which is advicehotdog.com. And there you would see links to all the ways that you could submit questions. Uh, The first one is the website itself, which you redesigned so people can submit questions right on the site. And that is way the best way to do it from from a back-end logistics perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we uh, can keep track of the questions. Uh, And if we don't get to some one week, we can get to them in following weeks. And we always have a backlog available if there's a week that we don't get a lot of questions. Exactly. It's just it's really it's a good methodology. Uh, and the main thing is that you've started posting the latest episode on the on the front page, right? Yeah, I added a bunch more meta. Like I actually started storing the episodes in a database and and keeping a bunch mm-hmm. of metadata associated with them, like what cocktail we made mm-hmm. and what the and recipe have a is. Picture and, of that a picture, yeah, the pictures that you take and the episode art is now available on the website. And you can look at if you go to the archives, you can actually look at all of the old episode art, which Roy spent a lot of time on. And it's really good and really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Thanks. Uh, not every podcast app displays it. So sure, it usually just displays the, the just the, the, logo. the hot dog. Yeah. And that just, you know, it just depends because most I, I would argue that almost every podcast does not bother to make individual episode art. Mm-hmm. So a lot of some do some do, but most don't. And a lot of mm-hmm. podcast players just don't. I guess, realize that that's a thing. And so they don't support it. Um, I see. But now all that stuff being on the website is a way for you mm-hmm. to see Roy's hard work. And it's it's great. It's cool. And you added another thing today, which I really liked, uh, which is links to some of the things that we talk about. Oh, yeah. There's there's uh, some show notes embedded on uh, in, in the episode data. I don't know what I'm going to do with those for past episodes i guess i can just change the the little bit of code that displays it to show those things if they do exist Um, i don't want to go back and backfill all of the old episodes with all this data in fact that's why i built all this infrastructure before when we were still doing the show i hadn't done anything with it because i just couldn't face like i didn't want to spend like 12 hours just populating all of his data manually and like have, probably having to re-listen to a bunch yeah, of the episodes. Yeah, you probably have a term what, paper to write. Yeah, I did. I had a lot of term papers. I could write five term papers a week about forklifts <laughs> if I had an extra 12 hours a day. Uh, so go to the website. You can also send us a, an email at uh, advicehotdog at gmail.com or go to Twitter at advicehotdog. You can also go to facebook.com slash advicehotdog. Or you can give us a call at 769-218-9225, which spells Roy, 218, Zach, Z-A-C-K. Or you can also send us a card, Advice Hot Dog, 1803 North 38th Street, Phoenix, Arizona, 85008. That's almost boobs backwards. Yeah, that's you switched around the You switched yeah. around the first two digits and then turn it backwards. Got yourself a party. <laughs> it's always a party. Roy, do you have any ads plugs? Uh, yeah, I, I have an ad plug. Um, a few months ago, I illustrated a science fiction interview for a project that ASU put together uh, with Neil Stevenson. They put out a science fiction anthology. And the last chapter in that book was a science interview with this uh, physicist named Paul Davies. And I illustrated that uh, interview. And uh, they made it available for free on their website. And it's so good. I was really happy with it. And, you know, you can just download it. It's a PDF. I haven't actually read it, but the illustrations are amazing. It's it's interesting to, to read. So you should read it. But, okay. You know, I mean, is it, is it possible science-y. to buy it in book form? It's possible to buy the, the book. Uh, but your, your but illustrations are no. only in part of it? Okay. Yeah. So you can't get just yours? No. They printed 100 copies, of which they gave me 10. Okay. And I gave some of those away. And then the rest are just online. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll, I'll post, we'll I'll have post a, a link to that. It, a link it, for that. Seriously, the, 
I I cannot tell you how much I like those illustrations. Really? Yeah, oh, okay. like it's it's just it, it reminds me of the stuff that you used to make a really long time ago, but redirected to like an extremely practical hmm. purpose, like having space to fill in. You used to do a lot of these a lot of paintings that were just a bunch of objects, oh, yeah. sort of filling space on a background. I always really mm-hmm. liked those, mm-hmm. but it's neat to have that style applied to a thing that has a different purpose than sure. like just being a collection of those sure. things. Like, I don't know. It's really, it's really good. And I like it a lot. And I am proud to share a link with our Thank listeners. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate hearing that. Uh, let's see. Oh yes, of course. This episode is brought to you by video games. Do you like video games? Sure you do. We all do. They're great. Go out and get yourself a video game today. They're America's new pastime. Thanks, video games. If you like this podcast, please tell your friends and review us on iTunes and send in your questions. Oh, wait, there's one more. I I would suggest that people should listen to your other podcasts. Oh, like Video Games Hot Dog? Exactly. Available at Mm videogameshotdog.com. Okay. It's pretty good. Yeah, it is. It gets better all the time. There's even a website, right, where they all are? Uh, oh, right. Hot dog. Hot dog. Dot, dot, com dot, 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 net dot, dot, com dot, net dot, hot dog, net dot, com. <sighs> All right. You ready for the stinger? I don't know that I am, but let's yeah, do it. These have really changed into a different kind of thing. Um, we need some singer suggestions. Yeah, this or that. This or that. So like, like, say that fat boy slim song, present us with two options and say, you could go with this or you can go with that. Mm hmm. Uh, wet socks for three days or two tiny cuts between your toes. You choose which toes. That's kind of a, this or that. Yeah. I would take the cuts. I think because I don't like, while I don't like pain, uh, huh. the cuts are tiny. They're described as tiny and I don't like wet socks, but they're between your toes. Yeah, it's fine. Wet socks would give me athlete's foot, which I don't like. Oh, that's true. I well, know a lot of people does, are doesn't big, mean that you already have athlete's foot. If your socks are wet. No, if you get, like, if it occurs again. Oh, it's just always there. I think so. Like eye herpes. Yeah, I think it hides, it hides in your, in your pubes. Mm -hmm. Just waiting for you to, waiting for you to misstep. I think I would probably take the cuts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think we've solved it, Roy. All right. I've been Zach. I've been Roy. And this has been Advice Hot Dog.